This is Chris Martin, and me and my buddy Kevin O'Connor, a.k.a. Kevin O'Everything, host an NBA podcast called The Mismatch. They call it The Mismatch because I'm awesome and Kevin is a gigantic nerd. No, no, that, that's not why at all, Chris. They call it The Mismatch because I have a brain and you're a loudmouth bozo. Good grief. <laughs> anyway, listen to our amazing NBA podcast, The Mismatch. Or don't. We really don't care. We're probably going to win a million awards either way. <laughs> Chris, we do care. So don't say that. Please subscribe and listen to The Mismatch only on Spotify. Did you really call me a bozo? <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hello, media consumers. Brian Curtis, David Shoemaker, and producer Erica Cervantes here. David, this morning there was a big announcement. It was the final and probably the most mind-blowing free agent move in the great NFL announcer shuffle of 2022. Fox hired Tom Brady. And the deal says that when Brady retires from the NFL, and I guess we should say if Brady retires from the NFL, he is going to join Fox's number one announcing team and call NFL games with Kevin Burkhart. Mike McCarthy of Front Office Sports reports that Brady will make 20 to $25 million a year, which means Brady is the current holder of the Romo Trophy for highest paid announcer in sports. David, as a podcaster, I'm contractually obligated to say there's a lot to unpack here. Where do you want to start with Tom Brady to Fox? Well, first of all, let's start with what you said. This is the this is the the last. Uh, the, what do you say? The last move on the chessboard for for twenty twenty two. Well, but this is not twenty twenty two, right? I mean, this is presumably twenty twenty three at the earliest, right? I mean, th I think that I'm sure that there is a term in on the interwebs for uh, you know when a when a when an earnest tweet just beggars belief to such an extent that when you see it, you can't you only assume that it's a gag, right? I mean, that's, I think this must be, whatever the word is for that, this must be just the platonic ideal of that because it just was, it's just such a weird tweet. It's just such a weird announcement to announce something that's not only not going to happen necessarily next year, but we don't know when it's going to happen. I think we can all sort of presume that if we're in negotiations that you're probably targeting next season. But who knows? These negotiations could have happened before in, in Brady's, you know, several weeks of retirement. And they just said, well, as long as we're there, as long as we have a number, why don't we just ink this for the future, you know, for whatever point in the future? So it's just weird that they would be announcing it. It's we talked when when, you know, Monday Night Football and Amazon started making moves at NFL booths that to some extent, ABC and, and Fox or sorry, CBS and Fox just sort of can sort of make their own stars. You know, they have the the rights packages 
And to some extent, whoever they say, if they were just to say, this is, you're looking at the next Tony Romo, you're looking at the next Chris Collinsworth, you're looking at the next Jim Nance, whatever, then you sort of just buy it. But this is, this seems to go in the other direction, right? That like, in a time of, you know, contract bidding wars and broadcasting uncertainty, Fox has determined that the most important thing is to project confidence, you know, and to, 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 to assure everyone that no matter what your feelings are of with Greg Olson as, as, with Greg Olson as your top color guy there is a more you know dynamic future that awaits you is that is that a, is that the way, way right way to be reading this I would say yes and I would say that Fox hadn't won a press release in a while right they've been losing press releases to the extent that's important Troy Aikman is leaving the network and going to ESPN. Joe Buck, the face of Fox Sports, if there ever was one, is leaving and going to ESPN. Aha, we got to do something, right? Mm -hmm. Joe Davis on baseball, that's good. Kevin Burkhardt on football, that's good. But we got to do something. I know Tom Brady is going to join Fox at some undetermined point in the future. Yeah. And it really is the Fox formula, which is... Let's go find a guy that maybe isn't right on everybody's radar and develop them into a great announcer. Mm -hmm. And then let us also, at the same time, absolutely break the bank to go get the biggest name we can find. Sure. And you see that in their new number one booth, Kevin Burkhart and Tom Brady. <laughs> I was thinking about it this morning. I'm Kevin Burkhart, joined by the seven-time Super Bowl champion, Tom Brady. I mean, that's the Fox formula in one sentence. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, it, it's it's really... It, it's, it's just a weird way to do it. I think you're right about the press release thing. I think that they wanted to have a big victory. And I think that... I mean, what I'm sure I haven't even been paying attention to the reaction online in terms of just actual quality. I mean, I'm, whatever you're... Uh, your guess as to how good Tom Brady will be at this job is, I think that it's, I mean, you would be naive to think that any, that, that, you know, this wouldn't have been a given, right? If, if Tom Brady decides he wants to call football games, everybody's lining up with the same dollar figure to let him do it. 100%. He's in the automatic yes tier. Mm -hmm. And there may but, be three people in that tier. And, you know, there's, uh, who knows? I mean, this, I don't know. I, I can't imagine Tom Brady needed the money, although I'm sure like, you <laughs> no. know, signing signing the deal a year early probably puts a, an advance in his checkbook or so, you know, in his bank account that 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 anybody would say yes to. Um, so, you know, the motivation on Brady's side is pretty interesting, too. You know, certainly the I mean, I think that there's 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 probably an element to his whole retirement and return with the Bucks, especially if you believe the Dolphins rumors and some of the other stuff that's out there where Tom Brady probably needed a press release W. You know, Tom mm. Brady wanted to see, like, he was in the driver's seat of his career, that no matter what happens, you know, he's got options. He's got the power to be the absolute best at something. I, I think that, or the top at something in terms of pay and everything else. And, you know, it, it's probably not you know crazy conjecture to think that he sees tony romo getting the reaction that he's getting getting outsized reaction compared to his playing career and thinking i have to i have to have another goal after this this chapter ends right i have to be able to pursue greatness you know uh, in something else and and i'm sure there's a part of him that's going to be competitive about being good at this too which would be a real 
interesting turn for Tom Brady, right? Who's always been a very like outwardly open guy, but not exactly the most expansive guy, you know, and and not exactly the most you know, not the first guy you would in a vacuum tap for this sort of job. But there's no reason to think he's not going to be great at it. You know, I mean, nobody thought Alex Rodriguez would be good at baseball. And he's turned and he, you know, he had he, <laughs> he, is he had sometimes good at baseball. Well, yeah, but no, but he certainly like he certainly changed the perception of himself when he when mm-hmm. he started doing it. Right. Um, and I think that there's probably a pretty good that's probably a pretty good comp just in terms of, well, a lot of different things. Um, but I don't know. I mean, what, 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 what do you think? I mean, do you think. Given that anybody would do this, as someone who watches this stuff really closely, what is what do you think Tom Brady's gonna gonna be good at this job? Well, look, can we can we start with the motivations part of it? Because oh, you, sure. you you landed on something really fascinating there, and you mentioned Romo, but I wonder if the guy that really unlocked this for a lot of people is Peyton Manning, because you rarely see the super duper 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 star. Let's well, not wouldn't say rarely. The super duper duper star doesn't always jump into the booth because they've already got lots of money and they don't really have anything to prove. <laughs> Tony Romo had everything to prove when he became sure. a CBS announcer. He had not proved it on the field. And there was this whole unfinished business aspect to his career. You could say the same thing with Chris Collinsworth who played in a couple of Super Bowls, but is not, you know, one of the all time great wide receivers in NFL history. So it was like the second career is where I can have another shot and reinvent mm-hmm. myself and and get some W's to use our phrase from a second ago. But I wonder if athletes looked at what Peyton Manning did and said, oh, he did it. He was really enthusiastic about doing it. He didn't need the money and he made it work. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is Peyton Manning really made it work on his own terms. What we're hearing today is that Brady is going to do a much more conventional athlete turns into announcer thing, which is you jump into the booth. Now, God knows what kind of producer stuff is in his contract. I'm sure it's there. Produce shows on Fox, produce streaming stuff, whatever it is. But it's a much more conventional thing. So I do wonder in the sense of the motivation, but you know, maybe it's what you said. It's like he wants something else to do. Mm hmm. I'm going to stop this football thing, and I want the thing to be lined up that I am going to go try to be great at next. Yeah, I think if we're playing armchair psychologist, then your your point of comparison is probably right. I mean, because he has Brady has an you know an actual career long rivalry with Peyton Manning, and he finally just like I think sort of put that rivalry to bed on the field, and now he sees Peyton Manning going out and just like setting the world on fire doing something else. He's just like, well, I can do that too. Um, <laughs> it's not crazy, right? No. And even if it's not like, I want to one-up Peyton Manning one more time, it's like, Peyton Manning did this. Well, I think that the big thing for the Peyton Manning established is that Carlin Games is not a step down in terms of notoriety for the absolute elite of the elite, right? I mean, Troy Aikman was obviously, was clearly, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks of his generation, but his career was relatively short. And, and uh, you know, you could, you certainly would put a lot of guys, I think, at the end of the day ahead of, ahead of him on the list. Yes. Um, but I think he's part of that conversation too. But certainly, you know, traditionally, you don't have Michael Jordan calling basketball games, you know? I mean, it's just not, that. that's not the sort, it's it's usually people who are a little bit of lower level or a lot lower level, people that have a real talent for this. It's not always, even though it seems like it in 2022, it's not always you step out of the, you know, you put down the Super Bowl trophy and go right to the broadcast booth. And I think that Manning had held himself up 
for so long and held himself out of these job considerations that he really did change the way that people talk about what you can do as a megastar, right? I mean, I think that that if you're at absolutely elite, then yeah, that it's not you you can continue to be a special attraction and not feel like you're just being shoehorned into an existing product which would might be perceived as a step down. Now, you're right that Brady's doing something more conventional and I think it'll remain to be seen how conventional it is. I mean, I think being conventional probably worked to his strengths. Um Love Kevin Burkhardt. I wonder though, this is just like a the, the scrawl in the in the margins when I was taking notes. Could do you think Brady could have and picked his broadcast partner? Sure. Do you think Brady do you think Brady could have picked an like an irrational like like an unconvinced like if did Brady have the negotiating power to be like, I want Gronk to be my play-by-play guy? <laughs> so it's not A-Rod picking Matt Vaskersion for Sunday night baseball. It's like I want Gronk and me to be the Brady or just and Gronk like, show. My trainer or like whatever, like it could it, yeah. <laughs> I want this to be kind of a TB12 themed. Yeah, broadcast. no, I mean like would, certainly he probably could have picked for amongst the Fox lineup, right? And probably, I mean, my guess is there probably wasn't a whole lot of discussion about this going in that you announced Kevin Burkhart because you're just making up a press release at this point anyway. And there's no, and the, there's, there's only, there's no, there's absolutely no upside to saying anybody except for him. Um, and maybe it'll, maybe maybe he won't be the choice in a year or two years or whatever this happens. Yeah, I mean, it's like I think those guys, I think certain people have more defined ideas about who they want to work with than others. Mm-hmm. If we say that like there's a certain level of announcer where you get to dictate a lot of the terms of what you do, and that's not just by the way who is sitting next to me in the booth. That is how many meetings do I have to attend during the week. Oh yeah. Little things like what day do I get to fly to the game? Am oh. I coming in Friday? Am I coming in Saturday? Or David, hmm, am I taking that charter in Sunday morning? Day of. Mm. So I am spending as few nights away from my home and my family as possible. And then of course getting that charter out right after the game's over. That those are the kind of little things. So yeah. with Brady there's an it's an interesting question of whether does he want to work with Burkhardt? Did he want to work with Burkhardt or did he did he okay that or whatever it is? It's also like he may just not care. You know, he yeah. may not have a, a a huge opinion about that, having never broadcast a game before. Uh-huh. I would think he'd be much more interested in, you know, who am I gonna work? Do I feel comfortable with this network that they're gonna take care of me and make me good at announcing? Yeah. And that's one thing I'd say about Fox. And especially compared to some of the other networks, especially like CBS, is I would trust them to put him in a really great position to be good, to coach Brady up, if that's humanly possible to say with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. But to be like, we're going to help you learn how to talk in 20 second bursts. Yeah. We're going to learn for, you know, to teach you to say, to say what you want to say and then lay out so that Burkhart can do the mass singer promo that needs to come right here. <laughs> Because as you know, to go back to your question of will Tom Brady be good at broadcasting, there's I'm funny and smart and interesting and can talk football in layman's terms. And then there is I can master the mechanics of doing a television show. Mm -hmm. Those are sort of different things. And you have to be you have to do all the stuff, the, the stuff I mentioned at first, but then you just have to be able to talk in these little tiny slots and listen to people in your ear and process information really quickly. 
that's not just, hey, a crazy play just happened. Let me tell you what happened. So, yeah, I mean, that to me, the, the question with all of these people is not are they interesting, funny, smart, but are they able to be those things on a television broadcast? I think those are two really different questions. Yeah, but and I think that the but the big takeaway of today's news is that it uh, that's all totally central to the conversation, but none of it matters right now, right? Because no. this, annou- this announcement is Tom Brady is Tom Brady, and we have exclusive license to Tom Brady po- after his playing career. And that's the other part of this. There's this whole tension <laughs> between do we want the biggest stars on TV announcing the games and doing the studio show, or do we want the player who is the super wonky guy who is going to be able to explain football better than anybody else. Mm -hmm. Ideally, we want those two in the same package like John Madden. But I think with what I lean toward, I I think I'm supposed to say, boy, you know, I I don't care how big they are. I just want the guy who's going to break down the game. But no, I'm like everybody else. I want big stars on television. Mm -hmm. Of course, I want Tom Brady on television. Of course I do. It would be disingenuous to say no, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly you could. I mean, Tom, Tom, the Tom Brady's announcing work is going to get discussed as much as any play or any ending of any game, right? I mean, that's going to be it's going to be a going conversation, and that's part of the allure, right? I mean, that's part of the allure for everybody involved. He's going to be the biggest star, you know, for in the vast majority of games that he covers, um, and and. Yeah, that's part of the package. That's part of the sales pitch. I mean, it's hard to find people. And we can just see from like the, you know, Monday Night Football, I guess, has been the most the most uh, public kind of talent search over the past 10, 15 years or whatever in terms of <laughs> filling out that booth. And you can see that th- yeah. that it's really hard to find not just people who are good at the job, but people with the approval ratings to succeed at the job, right? And, to- and you know, assuming you're not going to get like, Dwayne the Rock Johnson in the broadcast booth every week. It's hard to imagine somebody with a higher Q rating to NFL fans than Tom Brady. Obviously, Tom Brady has his detractors, but I think that, I mean, you know, people who root for other teams. <laughs> but but I think that I think that his stardom is, I mean, is clearly unmatched in the sport. So I mean, it it listen, it's it's one of these things where like I wish like the conversation is more fun to have when it's not such a given. You know, when it's not just such a, the conversation is basically a non-starter, but it is a non-starter. It's just, it, it's, it, it's Tom Brady. Like, what else is there to say? Of course, anybody would have done this. It's just so, the announcement itself is just so funny that it would come this far in advance and that, and that it just, just, it would be so, just so vague, you know? I mean. <laughs> they don't know, right? They don't know when Tom Brady is going to retire. Could be one more year. Could be two more years, but let me put a hypothetical to you in the meantime. So let's say Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson go out to call this season mm-hmm. on Fox. Let's say the Bucks have a season like they did last year where they're really good, but they get eliminated in the playoffs. Is it absolutely crazy that Tom Brady is the third person in the booth? On February 12th, 2023, when Fox does the next Super Bowl? That's a good question. I mean, I think it's not crazy. I think it's, I think that that would be an interesting dynamics conversation in its own right, right? Because you'd probably be like looking at the clock to see how long until, you know, 
Brady kicks Olsen out of the booth. But who knows? Maybe they'd have good commentary. I mean, good commentary. You mean during the game? We're not going to get to the second quarter? I mean, I feel like like the rational assumption would be if Tom Brady was part of a three-man booth that it was just a sort of training wheel situation. But who knows? I mean, maybe maybe the chemistry would develop and that's the way they would decide to go. And not that there's anything wrong with a training wheel situation. It's a cameo appearance situation. Yeah. We've got Tom Brady. At the very least, we're going to put him on the pregame show of the Super Bowl if he's not playing Mm -hmm. in it. So yeah. why wouldn't we put him in the booth? By the way, this actually happened in 1985. ABC decided they did not like OJ Simpson's announcing. So they benched him before the Super Bowl and they put Joe Theismann into the booth despite the fact that Joe Theismann was still an active player in the NFL. <laughs> that really happened. And Joe Theismann called the Super Bowl along with Don Meredith and Frank Gifford. So... It's not nuts. Now, maybe you'd say, like, look, it's the biggest game of the year. Are we really going to throw this person in and mess up whatever chemistry our announcers have? Would it be better to just put him on the pregame show and let him, you know, get all soak up all the publicity from there? But that's interesting. Also, of note, Fox's next Super Bowl after that is 2025. So Brady plays this season for the Bucks. Brady plays next season for Dolphins, the 49ers, you tell me. Then Brady goes to Fox in 2024 in a Super Bowl season. Mm-hmm. That's not crazy. That's not crazy at all. To your point about this being weird and in the future, I agree. But I also think, doesn't Fox get to have its cake and eat it too? Everybody likes sure. Greg Olson. Yeah. So let's say they put Greg Olson out there. Everybody's really happy with that. But then you have also have this extremely famous announcer that you have signed who's going to appear at some point. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do in the fall of 2022? We know what we're going to do in the fall of 2022. We have a team that worked together and that everybody likes. But then we also have Tom Brady at some point. Yeah, that sort of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the whole thing is just so wild that you're right. I mean, it could be any amount of time. I mean, listen, you and I, not just in sports, but in business all around the in, in, of, of, of any of many varieties. A lot of time when you see this sort of holding note announcement, it's a pretty it's a pretty safe to assume that whenever it eventually comes to pass, it's not going to look like what we think it's going to look like. And it True. might not even ever come to pass, True. you know? I mean, how many times in, in, I mean, well, it happens a lot that people would make, Hey, we're, we got this big, we got this tentpole movie coming in 2026. And then it just like, you know, it never happens. And it's like, what's well, fine. We'll just shuffle something else into the slot. You know, but it's, I, I mean, I would assume this is going to happen. It seems like everybody's pretty well invested, but, but who knows? I mean, who, you know, the announced team, I think is totally up in the air to that point, but you're right. You have them under contract. At what point does it with, with the, with the finances start, get triggered? And to what I mean, you know, we we know that if they're announcing it, I mean, God, the 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 degree of specificity in the contract, I'm sure, is going to be nuts when we see it, right? To to have the confidence to announce it this far out, um, it, it, without any sort of concrete start date is well, I mean, maybe there is a concrete start date built into it, and it's it's going to be next season, and they just don't want to say that out loud. They're you know can't say it out loud, but but um. Yeah, I mean, you got to wonder if it's as loose as this feels. Like, does Tom Brady have the 
will, I mean, the, the freedom to like take a season, just to take a year off and travel the world between, <laughs> between his playing career and the next season. Like, like to what we tried that he for like six weeks and he was like, eh, yeah, screw taking, taking a season off and traveling the world. Yeah. I want a job. I do no, think Fox, Fox was in an interesting position here. We talked about kind of the humiliation of that network. Aikman leaves, Buck leaves. We're sitting here going, well, we didn't, we don't have anything great to, we don't have anything to announce. At least it's on that level at this point. Mm-hmm. But I got to think there was, I don't know this, so I'm not just hinting this, but I got to think there was something kind of amazing about being able to call everybody. If you're Fox. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Aaron Rodgers, I know you're thinking about doing one more year with Green Bay, but if the price was 20 million, 25 million, would you think about coming and being an announcer on Fox mm-hmm. and calling the Super Bowl this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and on from there, Tom Brady. Hey, oh, you're not ready for this year? In two years, would you be ready to come and call a Super Bowl for Fox? And you get to call the whole list. Yeah. That whole list we're talking about of people that can't be gotten, that would mm-hmm. never say yes. But you get to because you have absolutely nothing to lose, and you got Greg Olson already on the roster. You get to try to convince them to say yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's and they got their guy. If that's what they did, right? I mean, they went out there and just it made it happen. Mm-hmm. And Tom Brady's the highest. He's going to be the highest paid person in that job when he starts. Well, I mean. Do we think the Romo trophy won't change hands two or three times before? <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, that's, you know, that's this a, is the that announcer means, empowered. If we're talking era. about the competitiveness of, of quarterbacks. You know, that's got to be, I mean, I mean, it wouldn't shock me at all if that was part of the deal that he gets a dollar more than whatever, whoever, whoever the highest paid person in his role is because every, every time there's a new quarterback, a new, you know, starting quarterback contract is bigger than the one that came before. Yeah. Um, well, how do we know that the other announcer contracts didn't have the same deal? So that when Tom Brady was announced, uh-oh, escalator clause. Some, yeah, exactly. There's some there's some incredible agent who's figured this out, or two agents who have like colluded, and all of a sudden these a dollar at a time. It's like it's like an eBay like set your bid or whatever. Where like they just they just they escalate a dollar at a time up to a trillion dollars or something. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. It, it, the whole thing will be very interesting when it comes out because this is not a normal negotiation, you know? I mean, unless there's these things happen all the time and we don't hear about it, you know, unless, I mean, if you told me that that Drew Brees' deal was, you know, inked 18 months before they announced it, it wouldn't shock me, shock me. Um, no, or at least highly, yeah, highly negotiated and, you know, thought out. Yeah. When you're ready to retire, if you're ready to retire, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. We're ready to hire you on these terms. Sure. Can they can they yeah. tear that deal up? By the way, now that we've seen what Drew Brees is on television. <laughs> Wait. So that's it. Here's a question, though. I mean, presumably there's nothing preventing. Well, there'd be nothing preventing Tom Brady from signing a deal to be the, you know, a host of an NPR news show when he retired, right? But is is there anything <laughs> preventing him from actually accepting money from? from Fox before, while he's still an active player? No, I don't think so. Greg Olson announced games while That's he true. was playing. And I, and you know, if you want to, if you want to bet on something that we could take to the bank right now, whatever Tom Brady's off week is with Tampa Bay, he's going to be in a Fox studio huh? somewhere. Yeah. Sitting yeah. next to Terry Bradshaw and Howie Long 
and smiling. And our newest addition or our newest future addition to the booth, Tom Brady. Here we go. Because mm-hmm. if you're Fox, you're going to try to get him on television as much as humanly possible. Yeah. Before he actually starts to work for you. Of course. It's true. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Well, I think we've had this conversation before. We've talked about how like, you know, broadcasting is a viable career like alternative, not just a po- not just a retirement gig, but like it's an alternative. It's this does sort of open up the conversation to, you know, like, like, like Rob Gronkowski, like, like you know, like, like peak Rob Gronkowski. As big of a personality as he is, now he's maybe not the best play, you know, you know, by the numbers color guy. But if you're that famous and have that much of a personality and that any that widely known, and you're playing a position like tight end. Mm-hmm. Like, and aren't you're there going to be people? Aren't there going to be people like that who just can get bought, just just get you know bought out of their or not literally bought out of their contract, but just hired away from the NFL and the in the prime of their career because they're just they can make more money doing something that's a lot. I mean, that's just as well, just as good in some sense. It's somewhere on the board, and it was somewhere on the board for Sean McVay this year. Hey, want to walk away from the Rams? to do Amazon or some, or have some broadcasting adventure and we'll pay you more than the Rams are paying you to coach. Yeah. I just think, I think with most of these people, I'll believe it when I see it, that you're walking away from the chance to win Super Bowls and really be somewhere near the peak of your career that you would leave for broadcasting. You know, Tony Romo, when he went to CBS, had been beaten out by Dak Prescott for the Cowboys starting quarterback job. Mm -hmm. He could have certainly gotten a job in the NFL, but his job had been taken away from him. So that's different than somebody who's still playing really high level football, like Aaron Rodgers walking away from two MVPs in a row Mm -hmm. to come to Fox this year, let's say. That would be amazing to me. Yeah. And I just can't believe that it's really hard. It'll happen at some point because as you say, the money's good and you can always change your mind, but their careers are limited, right? You can be a broadcaster till you're 70 something years well, old. Well, yeah. And the, and the, I think that if you're absolutely like apex level quarterback, this probably not part of the, I mean, it's, it, you know, I think it's maybe an easier decision to keep playing. And those are going to be the people that attract the most money for sure. And you're right. I think for the vast majority of people, players who are looking into getting into broadcasting, you can always tell yourself, well, that job will be there whenever I retire, right? Something like that will be there. But, I mean, in a a season like this, right, where there's just so much uncertainty, if Fox didn't have Olsen, right, if if, if they lost their their top guy, it had nothing resembling a guy to replace him. I mean, couldn't you imagine a world where they went to some incredibly – you know, some some tight end or cornerback or, you know, something like that. A guy who's doing a million commercials and just said, just quit. We'll put you in the booth tomorrow. Quit your job and come work for us. 
I'm trying to think who that would be. Well, it's hard to imagine now, but could you imagine Deion Sanders at his peak doing it? Could you imagine, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. could you imagine, um, I mean, you think of the big personality people, right? Like, like you know, early season Odo Beckham Jr. is probably not that guy, but someone approaching, someone of that <laughs> shape, you know? Sure, sure. You know, I mean- if it's just somebody who has doing some of this do already doing the subway commercials, somebody is already out there and is you know is just a huge personality. Is Russell I wonder Wilson if that would ever happen on this list? Yeah, well, that's why I think the quarterback money is so high that it would just be ir- irrational to not say, "Oh, I'm just going to ink my, I'm just going to, I'm worried about the Hall of Fame here." But there's going to be somebody that comes along who for whom the calculus is different. I just think the more interesting conversation is. What happens when you're a fan of a team or you're a, a team itself or whatever? And you're just like, wait a second, wait a second. The broadcast, our broadcast partner just poached our player. You know, <laughs> like that's going to be a very weird situation. It absolutely is. I don't know. Jason Witten was kind of a semi experiment in this. I don't know that he was doing a lot of beloved television commercials at the time. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I think Tom Brady's career mitigates against this because Brady is the case. And again, he's his own weather system as a quarterback but he's the case for sticking around who knows you might just win more hardware and gronk is too by the way stick around with tom brady on the downside hell you got one or two more rings brian i actually have breaking news as we're recording this podcast oh god andrew marchand has uh has has chimed in tom brady's contract to call games for fox sports is 10 years and 375 million dollars jesus which is more than he's ever made, I believe, as a starting quarterback in the NFL. $375 million. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> Tom Brady is making make the gross of a Transformers sequel, domestic gross <laughs> of a Transformers sequel to call games for Fox. $37.5 yeah. million. Am I doing my math right? $37.5 a year? Yeah. Wow. So, David, it wasn't a dollar more than Troy Aikman. It was more than twice what Troy Aikman is making. Yeah. So that's not just the Tony Romo trophy. We just threw the well, Tony Romo trophy in the trash, and we, we renamed it the Tom Brady trophy. I guess we'll, hear, we'll start hearing about escalator clauses if they exist starting about, in about 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, Mr. Pitaro uh, got, yeah, uh, got Troy's agent on line one. Oh my God, that's so great. If there is an escalator clause, this could be the deal. There's a, you know, there's an old, uh, since it, I got to get my wrestling, uh, my wrestling history Please. bit in here since it's the podcast, but there's a longstanding conspiracy theory that's not true, that when Bret Hart left WWF for WCW, <laughs> it was Vince McMahon sent him there to help bankrupt the company. He's like, I know you can't afford, <laughs> or, or just in general, let guys go there to run up the bill. This could be, this would be an incredible chess move by Fox. Like, let's just announce a contract we don't have to pay until next year. <laughs> We changed our mind. Knowing, knowing that all these other companies have to match the deal for their top guys. Um, so if it's $37.5 million, doesn't Tom Brady have to announce the Super Bowl this year unless he's playing in it? Well, that's just it. But, what, but wait, what if he's oh. not getting paid this year? What if, what if they have to pay? What if it would trigger a $37.5 million payment from to call one game? Tom, Tom, do us a favor. Rupert, Rupert just wrote you a, a check for $375 million. Can you do the Super Bowl this year? But I guess this is an interesting answer to a question because what is the price to get a player of Tom Brady's? Well, I think that's what we've been dancing around the whole time. What's the price to get him, and what's the price to get him to commit a year or two years out? Right? Mm -hmm. Because that's that's even that's an even higher price tag to get that press release. Yeah, 
that Lachlan Murdoch, by the way, announced this on Fox's earnings call today. Yeah. So this was this was not just for the sports media watchers of America. This is for Wall Street. This is for everybody. Mm-hmm. What is it going to take for us to be able to announce that today? That's really interesting. To the question of will Tom Brady be good at this job? I think one hiccup that you see sometimes when you have the mega, mega, mega star is that they're afraid to criticize other people. They've become brand ambassadors for football. So if Dak Prescott has a bad game, if Josh Allen has a bad game, is Tom Brady going to say in so many words, this guy really sucked. Now, I think Peyton Manning has shown the workaround of this a little bit. Tony Romo, too, where instead of Mr. Hot Take Guy, you're more like Professor Football. Right. And your whole thing is X's and O's, enthusiasm for the game, breaking Mm -hmm. down plays. And maybe that absolves you of having to just crush somebody. What do you make of that? I mean, knowing nothing about Tom Brady, the human being, I could easily imagine it going both ways, right? I mean, he's obviously an incredibly intelligent football, like his, you know, his his football IQ is just off the charts and he'll be able to just break things down if he so chooses, one would presume at the level or above the level of either of the other two guys you mentioned. Um, I'm not talking about broadcasting ability, but just in terms of like, could he explain it? I mean, it might be out of, it might be above our heads, but yeah, he could, he could do that job. Um, I mean, it's also kind of easy, again, as someone who doesn't know the dude, to imagine Tom Brady being, I mean, listen, every time that he talks about other players, his teammates and player, people on other teams throughout his entire career, he's been the most generous human being you could imagine, right? But you could also see a world in which post-career Tom Brady's just a little bit more of a, you know, a little bit more interested in like protecting his own legacy by, by you know roughing up the edges on other people's, you know, I mean, it's, you can, <laughs> Charles you can, Barkley path. Yeah. Or, or, or someone who's just so dedicated to the sport. So dedicated, you know, who had to, who, who feels like he had to work so hard for every little scrap that he got that, that he would be disappointed in somebody who wasn't, who didn't seem to be achieving the same level. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you could see a world in which he was more of a sort of antagonistic voice and a lot of than the other people you mentioned. But I think that, I think that what the track record is what we have to go off of. And the track record is that he's probably going to be overly kind. He's going to be like, and, 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 yes. you know, the best version of that is the Tony Romo version of it, right? Is the, is the, I'm just so excited to be here. I just love this sport <laughs> so much that, that you can find some happiness. You can find something nice to say about any given moment. And that's Romo's weakness. And I think I much prefer the Peyton Manning approach where you do get some more, more sorrow than an anger mm-hmm. disappointment when a coach calls the wrong play, when a quarterback plays like crap, you can be like, I am visibly disappointed in what I'm seeing. If I'm a fan of football and a fan of great football, particularly great offense, I'm mad because you are not doing that right now. That's, that's the good lane to be in here if you're going yeah, go I mean, to the, the professor thing, the football thing that- route. The thing that Peyton Manning 100% has and Tony Romo about 90% had when he when they started announcing is is the broad perception that they have good senses of humor. Right? Yes. So so they're You're able smiling. Right. And and Peyton had done all those commercials and everything Saturday Night Live everything else, you know. So Romo Peyton too, Manning by that point, yeah. Yeah, Peyton Manning can he can go out there and just be like 
well, look at this buster, you know, look at this guy. Look at, I mean, look at this guy just like fucking up out there. And you take it with a little bit more humor than if it was just lit- almost anybody else in the world, right? Where mm-hmm. you would presume the worst, you know, you presume bad motives, whatever else. So they've got that going for him. I don't know if Brady has that, unless Brady's actually just secretly hilarious or, you know, personally hilarious. And that would change that whole thing. I mean, this is, I like, this was already an impossible conversation to have. And now $375 million. Jeez Louise. I mean, three, that's, I mean, is that, is that so much money? God, that is just so much money. It's so much money. It's so much money. But as I've said before, the thing about these jobs is people say, well, why are you paying them so much money? Because they don't bring in ratings by themselves. To which I think a totally valid response is, well, if they're not attached to ratings in any way, why not pay them any amount of money? Yeah. You're already making it up. You made up $4 million a year. You made up $10 million a year. Why not make up $37 million a year? Like, why not? It's all value to the company. It's symbolic value. And, you know, to the more to the bigger point about television, television right now, live television is more and more live NFL games. Yeah. If you look at the Fox network, it consists right now of live NFL games, the mass singer and zombie Simpsons. As far as Mm -hmm. I can tell, there's nothing else on that network. You don't have to pay Ed O'Neill to sign for another season of married with children. And if you did, it wouldn't matter. Mm -hmm. People are watching it to what these, this is where the money's going to go to the extent linear television and the network still exists. This is where they're going to stick their money. Yeah. This is what they got. I want to ask you one question. Wait, before we get off the money thing, uh, our colleague Megan Schuster, and I'm going to put her on the spot. So I hope that she's correct. Just put it, just dropped into work slack that that 375 is more than the total of Brady's NFL earnings. So he will, (laughs) he will make more money from Fox sports in the life, in the term of this contract than he has made from the NFL. So he's taking a pay cut to play a couple more years of football. Is what we're yeah. saying. Well, I don't know how much he's making this season, but uh, yeah, but it's, it was but yeah. low. It was uh, lowish, right? That because he kind of he took a little bit of a mini. Um, I'm, I'm deferring to my NFL people here, but he took a little mini pay cut so that the Bucks could sign mm-hmm. the players they yeah, needed. Yeah, so I mean, sign. but but it's just I mean that's just an unbelievable. And it, when we talk about money, especially when we're talking about quarterbacks and announcers, is just funny money, right? It doesn't have. There's like there's no frame of reference. Well, this one comes with a prepackaged frame of reference. <laughs> It's just an ungodly amount of money. <laughs> yeah, we're getting we're getting back to the Madden thing where he was making more than any player in the NFL in 1994 to call football games for Fox mm-hmm. as it happens. And yeah. Brady is going to be making more than 95% of the players in the NFL. Yeah. To call football games for Fox. Yeah. That is pretty incredible. That's great. Well, I, we, I know we uh, we talked about Gronk too much, but that would I mean with that kind of money, you got to people get to start thinking about all these players that you know Brady's security blanket team. He started dragging people like that into the booth, man. Even if it's, I just it's, like they, having Gronk around when we played, yeah, of course I'd want exactly, him. exactly all these uh, all these dudes that he's been like throwing like over the middle passes to mm-hmm. these safety guy. I mean safety passes all throughout his career. Like yeah, man, that's a it's a good reason to get in good with the star of that wattage. You know, he could just take you anywhere. Aaron Andrews, you got one sideline. We're going to give Gronk the visiting sideline. You're going to have Wes Welker uh, yeah. manning the end zone cam. Last thing before we go. I think if you and I had looked into a crystal ball two years ago, 
and had seen that broadcasting was going to go absolutely crazy this year. That teams that had been together forever weren't going to be together, at least on the same network. That Amazon was going to get into this business and offer a new alternative way of watching NFL games. I think I would have predicted that this would have been a chance for new and younger people to be part of number one NFL announcing teams. Yeah. That ESPN and executives would have looked at each other and said, Mina Kimes, Monday Night Football. It's time. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, for Amazon sure. Amazon I mean, would have said like, Pat McAfee, let's do it, right? Let's mm-hmm. let's get crazy. Fox would have said the same thing with Greg Olson. But look what we have here, dude. <laughs> we have now very established people basically shuffling places. Aikman, Buck, Al Michaels, Kirk Herbstreet, who's been a college giant college football star forever now. And then we have Tom freaking Brady. It is weird. I mean, for one thing, I'm pretty sure Pat McAfee, the rumors of Pat McAfee's discussion with Amazon are ongoing. I don't think I don't think that Pat McAfee's out of the out of the But that he for, would be the number one, you know. Yeah, oh yeah. And, and you no, might be right. right that like it's maybe this is all alternate streams and all these people are actually part of broadcast, just not on the conventional number one thing. It is weird that with all it's not just the amount of money, it's not just the new media. It's that with as many people, as many organizations as there are assembling rosters, it is interesting that no one took a flyer on, well, let's just see, let's just do it this different way. Let's, let's, let's zag, you know, when everybody else is trying to outbid each other for Troy Aikman. Well, what if we just did a different thing? You know, we could use that money on like, dude, if, I mean, if you're Fox, I don't know how many people watch How many people watch Fox sports every day? If you're like, how about instead of signing, instead of signing, um, Tom Brady to this contract, we just say, we'll, we'll just send 50 bucks to everybody that watches our games every week. <laughs> <laughs> Choose uh, us over CBS. Yeah. And we will send you fruit and take a picture of your television and we will send you $50. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, but it is interesting that, that yeah, you're right. I mean, that, that no one's really gone that way. It's been, it's, it has turned into a very sort of traditional, uh, looking thing and tom brady is obviously again not a lot of stars of his wattage have had this role but it does feel like a very conservative move um well at once an do- outrageous dollar, move dollar figure aside and a conservative move at the same yeah. time like we're going for the biggest name the biggest q rating <laughs> humanly yeah. possible i mean look this is a this is an interesting moment. i think we're i think we have to call these sliding doors moments here david that's that's part of our ringer contracts but Door number one here was Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson. Mm-hmm. Young, new, or at least new-ish, new in Olson's case, certainly, or <laughs> Tom Brady, $375 million. They walked through door number two. And yeah. then I would Well, they walked through both doors. That's the beauty of it, right? They have as many doors as they it could be a three man booth forever, you know? I mean, for all I mean it'd be a lot of money, I guess. But at this point, once you're paying $375 million, does it matter what the other two guys are making? <laughs> I mean, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's it could be a lot of fun. I mean, honestly, if you told me this in a vacuum, if you told me this just a month ago over a beer, just like I like I heard a rumor that Tom Brady's about to get over $30 million a season to call the, to call NFL games. I would have thought, I I would have thought that it was like necessarily handcuffed to a deal where like Fox was going to get whatever the equivalent of Sunday night football is that Fox was going to get a time slot that nobody else got or something, you know, just something to actually just like maximize the value of that deal. 
And who knows? I mean, you talk about the ratings that football is getting. We might be at a place in the next 10 years where like every single NFL game is being streamed without NFL competition, you know, on somewhere, you know, it could, we could just have nonstop football from Sunday morning at 9 a.m. until, you know, Tuesday (laughs) afternoon or something. But, but it's that, I mean, it's, it, it, I guess nothing would surprise me at this point. An announcement that big, like you could really just see that sort of manifesting in a lot of different ways. How could it at this point, dude? I mean, woke you think up about this the, morning and Tom Brady signed a $375 million contract with Fox. Yeah. How what could be surprising at this point, other than Fox not showing NFL football? That'd be the only uh, that'd be the only surprising thing. A network saying we're doing it. We are mm-hmm. unhooking ourselves from the NFL. That used to happen. It's become too expensive. We can't make money off this. Yeah. That is what I mean. It, and and I mean, it would just be. I think that would be pretty shocking at this point. I think it's it's all trending in the op, in, in in the other direction, right? I mean, this is this this contract is absolutely proof of it. We are going to give the NFL a bigger and tighter hug than we ever have before. He is David Shoemaker. I'm Brian Curtis. Production magic by Erica Cervantes. Back later this week, I think, with more lukewarm takes about the media. See you then, David. See you later, Brian.